Shalom Echem Rabbi Isai. I hope that everyone is well and having a happy, healthy, and warm winter. Over here at Israel, we just experienced a couple of cold days over here. And yesterday, it got cold enough that everyone was waiting anxiously to see if it would actually snow. About uh, the evening, in the late evening, <coughs> it started to snow here in Eretz Yisrael, also in Yishavayim, Telstone. It was very nice to see. About 11, 11.30 at night, you'd see people from the community going outside with their families and enjoying the snow, not uh, knowing if the snow would last till the morning because uh, the weather doesn't get that cold over here. And uh, it did last till the morning. The children had a chance to be able to enjoy snow over here, and uh, it was something you were able to appreciate a little bit. In the middle of the winter, we're accustomed to to read Parshish Mishpatim, this week's Parsha. Now, Parshish Mishpatim is a packed Parsha with all different types of halachas, laws, dealing with monetary issues, and dealing with halachas that uh, one has to be able to be aware of how he deals with other people. Things which are very kashura, very connected to Ben Amu I remember when when I was in high school, I was in the Shifta, so uh, the Rebbe that I had in 11th grade was very, very makbid when he would give his Bechina on Chumash every single week. That every week he wanted you to pass the test, but if you didn't, you didn't. Mishpatim, over and over and over again, we'd have to take the test. If, we, if you didn't pass, until you passed. Just in order to, to make sure that those halachas are ingrained inside us. Two, two parishes, Parshish Mishpatim and Parshish Kedosh. Those are the two parishes that you had to pass. Now, it's interesting what this being this big dugish, this big, big um, you know, that we're stressing the importance of these halachas. The, and why now? Why now? The Rashi tells us in the beginning, and Fasik says, these are the laws that I'm being put in front of you. And Rashi says, Why do we put the parsha of these dinim, of Ben Adam all these halachas, uh, next to all the halachas of Chesh Mishpat, where you need Dayanim to the Paskin, why do we put it near the parsha of Mizbeach? Why do we put it near the parsha to tell you <coughs> that you have to put the Sanhedrin, which is the head of the Dayanim, next to the Mosmamikdash. That's why it's next to Harsinai, where we got the Torah, to tell you that it has to be, everything has to be close to the Makam HaMikdash. Next to the Makam HaMikdash. And like the Pasuk at the end talks about the Mizbeach. Like the Pasuk at the end of Pashat Yisrael talks about the Mizbeach. Now I saw in the safe of Reuben Krellenstein, that he makes another connection why we start now with Mishpatim. He brings the Rashi in the end of last week's parish. Like we spoke about, we just mentioned that we spoke about the Mizbeach, the Rachus of the Mizbeach. The Pasuk ends off, the Pasha ends off, the Leisala B'malas, the Pasha Yisrael, Leisala B'malas on Mizbechi, Ashalai Sigala Ervaska Alaf. When one walks and the Kayin climbs up to go onto the Mizbeach, he has to make sure that he doesn't take, Rashi explains, he doesn't take big steps, big, <coughs> with his legs being spread apart widely, because being that he's going to be going up on the Mizbeach, and 
and uh, when, he's spread, when his legs will be spread widely, then it won't be modest for him to be uh, in any way exposed towards the Mizbeach. So therefore, the steps should be shorter steps that he's not exposing himself. As she says, of course, he's not really exposing himself, like we say later on, the Kain wore pants, he had pants, so he wasn't actually being exposed. But the whole idea of a person widening his steps like that, that insinuates the idea of not being modest. Therefore, when you're going in the Mizbeach, and you're walking up to the Mizbeach, you're somehow degrading the Mizbeach, and therefore, to be Mechavi the Mizbeach, a person should make sure, to, the Kain should make sure to take uh, steps that are more graceful. And Rashi says, this idea, right, there's a Kalvachimer that we can build from this, in other words, that we can build from this. These stones, which are just stones, of the Mizbeach, they don't really have feelings and opinion, right? To be makbid on their disgrace. The Torah still says you have to be sensitive to it. Since you have a need for these stones. To be the Mizbeach for you, therefore you shouldn't be insensitive and you should make sure not to disgrace them. Your friend who's in the form of your creator. Every person is a Tzalem al And he does care about his disgrace. The person gets offended. Certainly you have to make sure not to offend him and to be sensitive not to offend him. So now that's the connection to this Vizparsha that we go into Elam Mishpatim where after we're understanding the importance of, of being sensitive to, an, to, a, to another person as a Kalvachimer from the Mizbeach, which actually sensitive to the stones, certainly to a person. So now we go into the halachas of how we have to be sensitive to a person. Now he, he says, or says, he says an interesting idea. Why is that so important that we have to be madgish, that we have to, again, to stress this idea of being sensitive to the other person over here? And right after hearing my mom and I see Getting the Torah, we have to tell him, okay, now you have to. Now, of course, it's important, but why? What's the what's the message? So he says a very very beautiful word. In Parshas Chayesar, when Eliezer is sent by Avram Avinu to go find a wife for Yitzchak, so Yitzchak Yitzchak would need somebody very very special. He was born on the Akeda, and he was a he was a little right? And Avram Avinu wanted to make sure that it was somebody from good stack, somebody who came from, from the Mishpacha, who had the Midas of the Mishpacha. And he sent Yitzchak to go find her. When he comes in, he tells the whole story of Yitzchak, of Eliezer meeting Rivka. <coughs> she comes out. <coughs> she comes out, right? And he asks her for water. But she tells him, you should drink. And she quickly goes to fill up the, the jug to give him to drink. And then she finished giving him to drink. By the time I gambled, Adam Kilishtas, and afterwards she prepared for the camel to drink. Right? You know, you know, so on and so forth. And he was all amazed. Afterwards, he saw that this was the Shidduch in the Shemayim. The Pasuk says later on, <coughs> after the camel finished the drink, 
he took a nose ring of gold, right? That was the weight of a becca, right? Right, which, uh, which was a certain measurement. And he gave her two bracelets for her hands. Asar Zahav Mishkolam. They were, the weight of those of those uh, bracelets were ten zahafs. So Rashi says the everything here that he gave her was a remez, was hinting to something. Now these shnei tzmidim were hinting remez l'shnei luchas tzmudais It was a remez to the two luchas, the shnei luchas abis that we we received last in last week's parsha, right? The mitzumadis that were next to each other. And what's the Asar Zahav Mishkalam, the ten, that was the weight of ten Zahavs? Ramaz Laseris Hadibre Shebehem. The Ramaz Laseris Hadibre. Now, why now did he give her something that was a Ramaz to the Shnei Tzmidim, the Luchas that were next to each other, and the Asar Zahav to, 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 to remind her of the Asar Hadibre? So he says a beautiful vote. Everyone says a beautiful vote. He says that. When he saw Rivka, so he saw a tremendous, tremendous, you know, she'ifa, and an example of chesed. Tremendous example of chesed. Here she came, and she she gave him to drink, and she gave the camels to drink, and she gave everyone, everyone chesed, chesed, chesed. Tremendous thing of chesed. But then he said to her, like this, it's true, I see by you the tremendous midah of chesed over here, Right? And chesed is a wonderful thing. But you have to know that in the Aseris of Dibreis, there were five Dibreis that were <clears throat> which means the halachas talking about things between us and each other, not to steal, not to kill, not to, not to commit adultery, well, right? And then there were five which were and right? Those two Five, those, those, each one, the five, the, each one, the luchas were put together, smoothened. They were smoothened. They were put together side by side. In other words, the, a person who's learned in Torah and he's doing mitzvahs ben Adam connecting to Hashem, it doesn't wind up being effective if he doesn't have side by side with that the chesed as well. And if a person is just doing chesed, but he doesn't have the ben Adam together with that, that's also chesed. The message was you have to take the the Ben Adam Lamakim and put it together, bind it together with the Ben Adam Lachaveray in order to have a complete Avaida Shlema Tatarish Bahu. Person can't just think, okay, I'll be learning it, but you know, so I must be so sensitive to other people. But listen with Tamakacham. It's chaser, it's lacking in the Tamakacham, it's lacking in the Midah of the Ben Adam Lachaveray. And likewise, a person who's just doing the Ben Adam Lachaveray, he needs the, the Ben Adam Lamakim to, 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 to complement and to, to fill that chesed. Tremendous limit over here because sometimes we, we forget that. Therefore, that's why right after we got the Torah by Maimon HaSinai, there had to be a direct message of Mishpatim to be, become aware of the Benalim HaChavere because together with the Kabbalah the Torah of Maimon HaSinai and the Benalim HaMakayim comes together with that bound together like the Luchas, uh, the Luchas are bound together. <coughs> they have to come together in order to come to an Avay Dishleim. That's the importance of putting the two parishes together. But maybe there's also Another very important reason why the Torah right away had to start off to tell us about the Ben Adam <coughs> right after we got the Torah. Because the Torah wanted to let us know that there's a very serious 
um, serious outcome that can come if a person is not careful about Ben Adam In Parshat Baloischa, <coughs> Rashi says a similar Russian <coughs> that we quoted before from Parshat Yisra. Just like before, from Parshat Yisra, it spoke about that if, you, if just the stones which don't feel the pain, you have to be careful about disgracing them. Certainly, the ones that uh, people that, that do wind up being affected. So, in the end of Parshat Baloischa, so um, Aaron and Miriam were talking together. The pastor says, Rashi tells us, was a very beautiful woman. And Miriam was talking to Aaron about the special woman that that the uh, that Sipari the went took as a wife. And Rashi explains what did, what were they what were they talking about? Rashi says that when Eldon and Maidon went out to say Navua and the Machana and the whole story with Yeshua, so Rashi says, Kivan Shashamat Sipara, when Sipara heard that Eldon and Maidon were coming to say Navua, Amra, she said that so she like spoke out and she said Woe is the wives of these people in Haim Niskakim Lenavua. If the husbands become a Navi. Because they have to separate from their wives and can't be with their wives because uh, they have to be able to speak to the to, 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 to the Shrina and again having Navua, just like my husband had to separate from me, my Shrevenu. Miriam, so Miriam heard about that. Aaron, she decided to, she was discussing with Aaron about the whole story. And then, and then they started talking with each other. And the pasuk says afterwards, "Vayyim harakach." And Moshe Diber Hashem, what Moshe Ben only 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 Moshe Ben spoke to Hashem. Like Gambana Diber, what's what's why is Moshe different? And then the Shechina comes out and calls them into like a meeting together. And Miriam gets harassed. She gets leprosy for speaking Russian. Her now she says because she was the one that started off. He passed up a That's why she was punished. So that's why she was mentioned first. Now Rashi says, Here Miriam, she didn't really mean to degrade my she, she she was very respectful of my She didn't mean to say anything degrading. You see how she was punished. How much more so? The person who speaks derogatory in a derogatory way about other people, a person has to be careful. Now, Chaim Shul Levitz, in the Sefer Sichas Musa, in Pashas Ba'alaisha, we're talking about Miriam, he comes to talk about the fact of how a person has to be careful not to offend other people, and how dangerous it is. And he brings the story in the beginning of Sefer Shmuel. Right, the, the, the father of Shmuel Al-Kana had two wives, Chana and Pnina. <coughs> and Pnina was able to have children right away, many children. And Chana had a very hard time having children. And Pnina used to like somehow like rub it into her, letting her know that she's not, she has the children and, and Chana doesn't. She would sort of like instigate things, and she would she would start with her to you know to to somehow seemingly in a degrading way <coughs> that she couldn't have children, and Chana took that very very offensively. And Rashi tells us by that pasuk Hashem So Rashi says that Penina really had 
Her whole kavada was that she should cry out and daven. Her whole kavada was that it should start awakening Chana to, to feel more more pain inside and open up her heart to Tzila and that way she'll be answered. And the Tzila wanted to see Chana with those children. Her kavana was Hashem Shemai. And yet she was punished very, very badly. Like later on, when Shmuel Navi was born, so the Pasuk says later on, um, when, when, when Chana, after uh, she brings him to Eli Akayin, so the, the Pasuk says that she was she was having to, uh, you know, and in the midst of her tefillah, she says, Rabbis banim umlala. Right? And the one who had many children was left bereft. That's referring to Penina, that she lost most of her children were lost to her. So, in the end, she was punished tremendously, even though Hatabana was L'shem Shemayim. And the Chayim Shulevis asks, the Maisa, she meant L'shem Shemayim, so why was she punished? It's true that it seemed like from the, from the outside, it looked like she was doing something very, very insulting, but she really meant L'shem Shemayim. Why was she punished so terribly? So he says to your sight, he says, because a person has to realize that when a person offends somebody else, that's a fire. It's going into a fire. And when a person sticks his hand into a fire, even if he sticks his hand into the fire, L'shem Shemayim, then he's going to get burnt from the fire. It's not the einish of the fire, it's the metzios, it's the physical existence of the of the, of the fire. Right? Now, there's sometimes it could be an ace that happens. Now, some of went into the fire. But Lamaisa, over here, a person has to realize it's true she meant L'shem Shemayim, but you stick your hand into the fire then the Matthias of the fire can possibly take effect. From here you see the danger of offending other people. And it's a fire. The Chayashwad brings also the Gemara Ksubis that brings a story with Rav Chumi. Rav Chumi was um, married to his wife and he would come home once a year to his home and they were shown by his... They were happy. She, he was learning the whole year. He would come home every single year on Erev Yom Kippur. <coughs> the Gemara says that one year... He was taking a little bit too long to come back. He was, he was learning. He, was getting, he, was a little bit, he got caught up in his learning. He was running a little bit late. And his wife was all nervous about it. Where is he? She started to worry about the worst. And she saw a tear came out from her eye. And as a result of that, that caused the sakana for Rechumi on his way home. And he, and he, and he was killed. He died. So, so Chai Shulevitz asks, Lamaisa, that wasn't a favor for, for, for this woman. Now she's left with an Amanda. She didn't really want that. The answer is that's true. She didn't want that. But a person has to realize offending another person and offending another yit to make another person shed a tear, that's something playing with fire. And when we play with fire, there's a sikun, and sometimes the results of that are something that we can't we can't protect. The Maisa we really, really see this from another Gemara. It's an interesting Gemara on the Samach Zayin on the base in Ksubis. Listen to this story. Gemara <coughs> says, Ma'ukva, Ma'ukva was a big tzaddik, big Tamil Chacham. And the Ani B'Shemusei, he was a person that did things with Sina. And there was an Ani, there was a poor person in the city that he would give out money to. He gave out the many 
poor people. But this is specific only he would give money to. <coughs> he would come every day and he would put four zoos by, by his door, under his doorpost. One day the poor guy, the poor person, didn't know who this person was giving him the money. He says, you know, let me find out who this is. I'm going to try to, try to find out who's giving me this money every day. And I looked for didn't want anyone to know. I looked for us who's doing this good thing for me. <laughs> on that day, my Ukva, you know, came to this marriage. His wife was coming with him. When the Ani, you know, saw that someone was coming to the doorway, right? So then he started to come out after him to find out who. Right, So he was they were running away from him. Azurcha and his wife were running away from from uh, this uh, Ani who was trying to follow them. Ma'ukva, sorry. Ayrullahu Atuna. So he went into a oven to have a gufa, to have gufa nura. The coals were already raked out of the oven, so there weren't hot coals in there, but the oven was still have a kamakulin carrying the ma'ukva. But the feet of ma'ukva were starting to get burnt because the oven was still hot from the even though the coals weren't there, but the heat was still there. Amor Debisu, his wife told him, Take your feet and put them on top of mine, because mine will protect you. So he felt, his wife, he felt bad, like, why, why doesn't he have the script that he should be saved from the feet being burned? I'm... I'm, I'm, my regular position is to be inside the house, and therefore I was able to to take care of the aniyam better than you could, because you gave them money, but I gave them prepared food. Or my kule hai, why did they run away from this ani who was following them? So you know, to, to, to run to an oven. It's better for a person to have to throw themselves into a burning fire than to have to embarrass the person around. They were afraid when well, this honey is going to come out and see who it is that's bringing the the, the money to him. That it's my ukva, uh, one of the better abundant, and his life that's coming. That might be very hard for him to see, and he wanted to avoid embarrassing him. So you see from here the the extent that that the Tanayim, the Amarayim, went to in order to avoid embarrassing another person. You see this by the Gedalia Yisrael? There's two short stories. <clears throat> one, sto- one story is the story of Yitzhak Rucham Inspector, the Kavner Ruff. There's once a story that there was a certain Shaila that came in front of the Kavner Ruff of Yitzhak Rucham Inspector about a certain town that had a, a shaila that the sack of the rov of that town passed him to be matir, whatever it was, to give a head to. And Rav Yitzchak looked at the shaila, and he saw that on some level the rov must have overlooked a certain thing, and therefore made a mistake. He was told by Mishnah, he made a mistake, and really he had to be machmir. But Rav Yitzchak knew in this town that there was some type of politics over there. The people in the town were trying to get rid of this rov, and he knew that as soon as he's going to come out and he's going to say that you should be machmed, they're going to use that against him to try to get him out. 
So what was he going to do? What should he do? So listen what the Kabbalah did. He sent the whole letter with a psak to the matter like the rev of the city basket. He sent the whole letter. <clears throat> and then after he sent out the letter, he quickly sent a telegram to the city with letting them know that I, I made a mistake. What I wrote in the letter to the matter was a mistake. I should have not done that. I'm crazy for when I said you have to ask it. And that way when the people of the town would see that even the Rav made such a mistake and Paschal to the Master and now changed his mind, it wouldn't be a bazillion to that other Rav who Paschal to, to the Mekel and not to take away that Rav's position. The sensitivity to another person's needs. Another story is with Chaim Reiser. Chaim Reiser Gadinsky, the one of the daily Ador, right? He, he, he one time had a person that came into his base medrash and wanted to show him the, a shtickle terror that he, that he prepared. And in the shtickle terror that he wrote, he had different things he called B'Shem Rashi and B'Shem Taisis to build his whole, his whole pshat, his whole, his whole shtickle terror. At one point, if Haimaiza said, you know, I think that maybe Taisis says differently than the way you, that you said. So this person was like, you know, defending himself. He said, no, I'm telling you, that's the way I said it. I, I know I know Taisis correctly, and that's what Taisis said. Again, Rav Chaim said back to very gently, I think maybe Tosis might say differently. So there was somebody in the crowd that wanted to try and get things straight, so he started walking towards the farm shelves to go check to see who was right. Rav Chaim started screaming and said, no, 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 don't look on the shelf. I don't want you to look on the shelf. Please don't look on the shelf. Very unusual for Rav Chaim to do that. Don't look on the shelf. So everybody started to think that the reason why is because Rav Chaim didn't want to get caught that he was making a mistake. Meanwhile, it was found out later on that it was just the opposite. If Heinrich didn't want this person to be embarrassed, that he's going to find out that he made a mistake against Heinrich Grudensky. And then one last story, which we'll end off, which is a very special story. My, I lived in Montreal, and the Shashiva was a Martin Weinberg as well. The Martin Weinberg was lifted in 1992, Tavshin Nun Beis, Tesvav, on the day of his mother's yard set. Now, the yeshiva used to go to a camp in the mountains called Camp Horem in the summertime. And <clears throat> the Rosh Hashim was there with his family. And during that specific time, his rabbitson and his daughter went to uh, Brooklyn or to the city, to New York City, to do shopping. They weren't up in the mountains in the camp. The camp was in, in, in the mountains in, in New York. And in the middle of Shachris, the Rosh Hashim was down for the Ahmed. He wasn't feeling well. He felt the potential a heart attack coming on. After he finished davening, he went to the EMT, and they rushed him to the hospital, and they saw that he was having a very serious heart attack, and they admitted him to the hospital, and things seemed to be stable. Meanwhile, they called the Rebbitson. The Rebbitson stopped the taxi right in the middle of the street in Brooklyn, I think, or in New York somewhere, and, and drove straight to the mountains, which came to the hospital. While they were in the hospital um, taking care of him, at one point, the Rosh complained that something was hurting him on the side. The EMT came around to the side to see what it was, by the time he got to him, the Shashi was lifted. It was a shock to everyone. And the EMT who was trying to take care of him was definitely overwhelmed. And then he walks out of the, uh, the, the room and he looks down at the end of the hallway. And there at the end of the hallway is the Rebbitson with the daughter there waiting anxiously to hear what's, what's doing, how he's doing. She just arrived to find out how her husband's doing. And here he is. She doesn't know what he's going to do. He has to break the news to her. And she's at the end of the hallway, and he comes down to the end of the hallway, and he says to her, 
Erickson, I, I, I don't know what to tell you, but the Rosh Hashiva didn't make it. And she looks down. And this is the woman that her whole life was the Rosh Hashiva. And she looks up at him and she says to him, it must have been very hard for you to tell me that. In other words, just because a person has tension, a person has stress, doesn't mean we have to take it out on another person. We have to think of another person's needs. Like Rivka Emenu was told by Eliezer, that Ben Adam and goes together with Ben Adam Lamakai. Just like the Chaish Levitz tells us, that when a person offends another person, it's playing with a fire. And therefore, that's why we have to go through the in-depth Parshish Mishpat and we get the uh, understanding of worrying about another person, damaging another person, hurting another person, stealing from another person, lying to another person. And when we respect each other and we give to each other, we work in the Ben Adam and that complements and mashlim our Ben uh, Adam and that complements and mashlim our Ben Adam and brings us to a total Shlemus and Avadis Hashem. Mr. Shem, we should all be Zaycha. Have a wonderful Shabbos. We call to us.